What song do you want to hear, Dan? Beer! You are now listening to America's favorite craft beer podcast, a show that covers tricks, tips, and trends inside the craft beer industry. I am your host, craft beer enthusiast, Tom Simpson. Next to me, my co-host, a man with more untapped check-ins than you have steps on your Fitbit, the adjunct professor himself, Mr. Dan Howell. Tune in, sit down, and drink up. And most importantly, thank you for joining us on another episode of America the Brood. Episode 9 of America the Brutiful. In this week's episode, we'll run a few more interviews that we did at Imprint and Beer Discovery's Too Hot for the Gram event. Before we do that, we'll talk about just a few cool recent releases. Also, I was away in Richmond, Virginia, or a trip down there recently, so I'll talk about that trip a little bit. But uh, before I do that, you went on a trip yourself. So why don't you tell us about that? So I went to Atlantic City. And that fancy. was very fancy. <laughs> and that was not uh, that was not for uh, a beer event necessarily, but uh, it was for one of my best friend's bachelor parties. Right, last guy to get married. Uh, so you know there was like five of us that went down there, and we went to the seed on Saturday afternoon. I text Sean or message Sean. Uh, I told him we were coming by. He was nice enough. Came by. Said hello. You know, he wasn't there. He wasn't like on, on a shift or anything like that. He just came over from, I don't know where he lives. They were probably fairly close. Um, and he, uh, you know, said hello. Um, all the beers were fantastic. And not all your friends were beer friends. They're not, they're not all beer guys. No, no. You know, like, maybe, how do I put this into perspective? <laughs> on, I, on a scale of one to ten, maybe I'm a five or a six. You're, you're probably like 11 or 12. <laughs> These guys are probably like, I don't know, a couple of them are like threes or fours maybe, uh-huh. and the other two really not much at all. Right. Um, liked everything, everything. And they had every, almost every, like so many styles, right? We did uh, Pilsner. Um, we did lagers. Uh, they had like this very light, I can't remember the names or anything, very light oatmeal style. It wasn't released that long ago. Um, Wild Ales, obviously. And just everything was everything was good, and then and then Sean uh, cracked a bottle of barley wine. Ooh! He poured all of us a you know couple ounces. Uh, he had some other people he was taking care of there as well. Not released yet. Label was coming out. I can't even recall. I I didn't sleep the night before pretty much at all. So I don't. <laughs> my memory is like shot. Uh-huh. So I don't even know how long it was in barrels for. We will all find out very soon. But it. Straight up smelled like bourbon. Like okay. if you closed your eyes and you smelled the beer, there's a good chance you could think it's bourbon. Wow. But it was super smooth. It had all the check all the boxes for a very, very, very good barley wine. And I'm like, shit, now I either need to come back down here or find somebody that can get it and bring proxy it up north. Back yeah. North. It was Super good. And I was like blown, like I wasn't blown away because I wasn't really surprised by anything, but um, I was just like, I don't, I don't know who else in Jersey is doing this. Like, I don't know who else in Jersey is doing, Kane maybe? Yeah, I took Permanence Great Beer. 
Relief right, right. No, no, no. But not even the cabs. just the like light beers to dark beers. Oh yeah, and the everything whole well. Right, right, right. The Fiden's collab was there. That was really good. Every, I think everybody at the table got that. You know, I'm like, I don't, I don't know who else is doing this. You know, besides these guys. Yeah, it's hard to nail more than one or two styles and do them well. Yeah, and, yeah, and these is. guys are doing like I don't know half dozen of them right. really well. Yeah, yeah. So it was, uh, it was really nice. Obviously, the rest of the weekend was great, but that was a high point that I wanted to talk about here. Uh, you know, Sean, obviously, he's like, hey, man, listen every week. So, <laughs> Sean, I'm not just blowing smoke up your ass. It was a really great time. Thank you very much. Well, I will uh, definitely keep an eye out for when that gets bottled, and maybe I'll make my way down to AC myself. All right, good. That sounds good to me. Uh, so I was in Richmond. Uh, the trip was going down to Richmond, right? So we spent a, a few days in Richmond, and we hit, you know, all the expected spots, right? We hit we hit two of the Vail locations. We hit the Answer. We hit two of the Triple Crossing locations. Nice. I went to Funtastic Mead, which was really cool. It's just, a you know, like 15 minutes outside of most of Richmond. Um, and then, I mean, all, all in all, with everything – Hitting things on the way down and hitting things on the way up. We hit 17 breweries. Uh, so Whoa. Yeah. I mean, number of days. It was Wednesday to Sunday. Okay. So, so a few of them, you know, four of them a day or something like yeah, that. It was, it does, it's not Three as outlandish as it sounds. No. When, no. You, when you put it that way. What was, uh, uh, was there any one of them? If somebody was driving to Richmond or even driving to, say, Florida, uh, would you say that there's any one or two of them that they, would, they should stop at while they're going? Sure. So... I guess, first of all, let me say this. Out of all the breweries that I went to, probably the one I had the best time at was Juicy. And that's okay. on the way down. That's not in Richmond. That's in the old Aslan location. Now, I, we also stopped at Aslan on the way down, their new location, which is humongous. On the way back, we stopped at Juicy, and all the beers were, like, super good. Hazy IPAs? The hazy IPAs were good. They had, you know, one of these super, super, super uh, fruited uh, Berliners, like super fruited Berliners. Okay. And they were, that was so stupid good too. So had a really good time there. Uh, definitely one where if you're in the DC area, definitely make sure you stop at Juicy. Uh, but besides that, I mean, listen, you can't go wrong with the answer. The beers are really good. Mekong's next door. The food there is fantastic. And it's kind of like if you're, coming from out of the country and you go to New York and don't see the Statue of Liberty, right? You're like, you kind of, if you're going to be down in Richmond, you, you got to ha have to hit the answer. Have to hit the answer. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Only thing I was upset at is Vale's new location not open yet. So, uh, hoping, Did you, you know, just miss that? No, they haven't even made an announcement yet. Right. Yeah, it's no not one. open yet, but they keep, keep on saying early spring, early spring, and it's early spring. So. You didn't know you did. You didn't check out other half down while you were down there. So I didn't because I left a little bit later. Uh, but a few of my buddies, we took two cars. They were able to hit the uh, other half DC location. Okay, which they said was very nice. It's very nice. Yes, yes. It's it's, it's kind of tucked away, but it's uh, as we talked about before. But it's very nice. Yeah. So that group got to hit. You would think one more brewery than me, but then on the way back, we also hit Ocelot, which is near Juicy. So, same amount of breweries. Oh, great. Yeah. <laughs> Very good. Yeah, it was a good trip. Very Definitely good. recommend Good Beer City for those who want to take a quick beer trip. Like, Richmond's a good, it's a good spot. Very good. So, we'll get into a few quick releases. But first, let's crack our first beer. This is 
Snake Wizard. Snake Wizard. Ah. Snake Wizard. It's a collab between our friends at District 96 and Noble Savage. Shout out to Heat Miser for sending us this can. You have had this before, Dan. I have, yes. I have had a taste of it before. Uh-huh. I'm very excited that you brought this out because, you know, I, I, you know, I don't know. It's, I think I'm, I think I'm just, and, and probably you too, we're just tainted with so many good IPAs that there's really not many that you're like, well, this is really good. And this is one of them when I was at uh, Too Hot for the Gram when I was like, oh, this is really good. Yeah. Well, you when know? you're having... You know, 20 beers, 20 different beers. Sometimes things get lost in the shuffle a little bit. Uh, this is the third time I'm having this beer. Yeah, well, this is... And uh, it's very good. So I'm, uh, I'm excited to try it again. We also have this nice little shooter here. Let's give Chase out for Chase a shout-out for a second. Uh, he, I know that you had met him a couple weeks ago. That's right. We uh, did a, a beer share. Well, actually, I met him at Bricks, and Bricks. then we went to uh, Ghost Hawk for a beer share there. Oh. So shout out to Chase of uh, Top Beer Drops. And thank the, you for the glasses. For the lovely glass, yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, so cheers. Cheers. Beautiful beer. Nice, uh, I don't know what you call that. I don't know. Johnny told us last time how they get that really nice yellow color. I don't remember <laughs> what he said. Some kind of high grain bill or something. I can't fucking remember. But, but uh, All right, so we, uh, listen, we talked about it in the last episode uh, well, we have more details now, right? So our friend Scott and Amber of Lorenzo the Beer Cat fame did a collab with Tin Barn called It's Raining Cats and Dogs. Uh, 9.6% New England triple IPA with all the citras, right? Incognito, citra pellets, and citra cryo. All right. I'm sure it's delicious. Yeah, and I think like the first few people to get it got a t-shirt. It's pretty awesome. Nice. Yeah. Equilibrium is releasing barrel-aged General Relativity, their first triple-mashed old Rip Van Winkle Imperial Stout. It was aged 20 months in those highly sought-after barrels. Also, Other Half announced their green city dates, June 23rd and June 24th. Before we move on, because I know (laughs) you want to, are you going to go? I don't know. Uh, We'll see. It depends if I'm around. Uh, I will tell you the truth. I've been to a bunch of pastry towns. I've been to a bunch of events. I've never done Green City. Oh. So, you know, I don't know. We'll see. Okay. Yeah. I I just look at it, and I know it's not just IPAs. There's other beer styles, but it's mainly IPAs. Doing that for a number of hours, I don't know, man. Like... Oh, I mean, what? what? I mean, it's no no worse than pastry stouts. Well, yeah, of course. (laughs) (laughs) That's where you draw they the line. They go down easier than pastry stuff. <laughs> uh, yes, and a do. lot of times the ABVs can be pretty high. So I'm curious to see how I would do an event like that. I'm sure I'd do fine, but you know. Yeah, I'm sure you'll be fine. Uh, Troon did a crazy collab. Let's talk about that with Omnipolo. It was called Gas Station Snacks, 10.3% hoppy ale, conditioned on strawberry candy, strawberry jam, and Madagascar vanilla. Holy shit. Yeah. You got it. I did not. You did not. I did not. How is that possible? I was in Richmond when this oh. came. <laughs> yeah. Oh wow. Qu- quite a ways. Uh, it was an online release, but I wasn't going to get back in time. Yeah, yeah. For, Ooh, for sounds like a good one. Yeah. Um, we usually save 
national and foreign beer news for later. But since we mentioned Omnipolo, some exciting news. Yellow Belly is coming back, although maybe with a new name and new packaging. It's their peanut butter biscuit stout with no biscuits, butter, or nuts. That is their strong statement against racism. Yeah, they, they, they showed the picture of the beer. It literally looks exactly like Yellow Belly, except for instead of the design on the white paper in front of Yellow Belly, it just says this beer or something like that. Yeah. Uh, there was some kind of copyright issue, but I'm glad that they... Was it like a clan thing? Was that what they were getting at with the Well, with that's the white... what the... Yeah, so the design of it is supposed to look like, yes, kind of like a, a, a clansman hood, hood yeah. which basically calling racists that do that kind of stuff uh, yellow bellies, and somebody who lacks courage, somebody who's hiding from who they are and what they believe in. and it, It's a beer that, if you look at the bottle, you're like, whoa, it immediately strikes you, right? Yes. But the whole sentiment is good. It's anti-racism. It's they're a very inclusive, progressive brewery. So, you know, very good. Shout out to Omnipolo. Shout out to Omnipolo, of course. Magnify did a collab with Bottle Logic called Saturday Cartoons, which is a blend made up of fifty percent Imperial Stout and fifty percent barley wine, aged in twelve-year Elijah Craig bourbon barrels. And another called Breakfast for Dessert, which is a stout aged in 12-year Elijah Craig and 7-year Weller bourbon barrels before being conditioned on three kinds of cereal, Cocoa Puffs, Golden Grahams, and Lucky Charms. Timber! Let's talk about them. They had two big releases, right? Uh, White Wax, Barrel Age, Chasing the Chaos, an Imperial Stout collaboration with Phase 3 that was aged for 22 months in Stag Junior Barrels before being conditioned on raw and toasted coconut and peanuts and then the other one i know is one that i'm sure you're extremely interested in and the green wax two-year barrel aged maris their annual english barley wine collaboration with horace and mindful aged for 24 months in weller six-year barrels also want to talk about this is a beer that i am super super excited about Twin Elephant released 43% Burnt. It's their collab with Dillinger Escape Plan. We were able to try this out of the barrel, uh, if you recall. But that was before it was Even uncarbonated, just a flat beer. I thought it was delicious. Yeah, it was fantastic. Uh-huh. Um, so this one is 13% rye bourbon barrel-aged imperial stout. It was uh, conditioned on Mexican and Madagascar vanilla beans. It sold out that same weekend, all the bottles. Uh, I was able to try it. A buddy of mine got it. I actually had it down in Richmond. Great beer. Great beer. Great beer. And I believe, and hopefully I'm not giving bad info here, I believe you can still have it on site. They have like bottle pours, I think. Awesome. Maybe I'm wrong. I don't think I'm wrong. I think I read that correctly. Did you like it better carbed or not carbed? Or do you not really remember? I mean, the carb is not high on it. It's a stout. Yeah. You know, anyway, no uh, the beer is fantastic. I love the finish of it. Uh, I don't know. I think I was so blown away by having it out of the barrel that it's kind of hard for me to Yeah, you don't get that every judge. time. When you try, like, something straight out of the barrel, it right. doesn't really happen yeah, too yeah, often. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, Fiden's recently did a ton of collabs. One released there with vitamin C called Ducks and Axes. Uh, 
I was able to try the collab that they did with the seed called Home Going, as I mentioned earlier. And you actually got to try the one that they released at the Vale called Vegan Ferrari. Like yep, that. that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's pretty cool. You know, you were in AC. I was in Richmond. You were trying the Fidens collab with the seed. I was trying the Fidens collab at Vale. And then all the way up in Albany, they did another collab that uh, came out around the same time. Uh, with vitamin C, so that's like that's great. What's up with the vegan and the thing? Are they like vegans up there? I don't. I think this is just a play on all the names of veil beers, which can oh. be ridiculous at times. Oh, okay. Because I noticed yeah. like a vegan trend with some of the uh, Fiden's beers. Yeah, I don't like know. The Ferrari was the was the veil. Yeah, the white white Ferrari, Ferrari, all those things. Interesting. Yeah. Um, side project they came out with derivation blend 17 it's a blend of select bourbon and cognac barrel imperial stouts infused with vanilla beans from sri lanka and tanzania and they also teased ahead to collabs with trillium which is kind of cool and old school having two of those breweries collab together oh yeah absolutely Three Sons released Winkle Nectar, quadruple mashed imperial stout boiled for over 33 hours, then racked into old Rip Van Winkle barrels for 539 dates. Wow. Yeah. That's a long time. That's a long time. I don't even know how long that is. I can't think of the top of my head. And of course, let's talk barley wine. Moxa released Fortuity which is a collaboration with Erosion Winery. Ooh, this is interesting. It is a 16.7% strong ale aged 18 months in Thomas H. Handy rye whiskey barrels and 11 months in Cabernet Sauvignon barrels. And they also released Intention, another collaboration with Erosion Winery. This one is a black barley wine with vanilla aged 18 months in Thomas H. Handy rye whiskey barrels and 11 months in Cabernet Sauvignon barrels. That sounds delicious. That sounds really interesting. Really, really interesting. interesting. Yeah, I mean, that like you, you know, well, you know, what what could I compare that to, right? Um, Yepe has done those. Yeah, right. That's With like the red the, wine yeah. Uh, barrels. Yeah, yeah. Some of those came out great. Yeah. Although I will say, out of the that great northern series, I always thought that the stouts tasted better in red wine than the barley wines did. My opinion, right? Uh, but I also, Moxa has been killing it. Like all the recent beers I've had from Moxa have been super, super good. They uh, they're doing dark beer well, so oh, I'm yeah. sure these are going to be some pretty killer beers. I'm sure. I'm sure. I'm I'm excited. Maybe I'll try. Maybe I won't. I don't know. But, <laughs> but you know, if I do, then that's great. All right. Uh, so coming up after the break, we got a lot more from the Too Hot for Gram event. Some of the other interviews that we did. All that's coming up after this. Oh, it's too hot, too hot, too hot, lady. Gotta run for shelter, gotta run for shade. It's too hot, too hot, too And we are back. Uh, welcome, everybody. We are at Imprint in Hatfield, Pennsylvania. It is season three, episode nine of America the Brutiful. I have Johnny here uh, with Deep Fried Beers, uh, so welcome. Thanks for having me. Yeah, let's uh, let's start here. I gotta I gotta ask the first question. I think it's the obvious question for a lot of people uh, that are listening and are don't know much about you. Where the fuck you come up with the name? Like, what what, what is Deep Fried Beers like? How yeah, did that start? Yeah, yeah. Um, so I mean, I've been in the industry since like 2013, and I had this like 
list in my notes app that's been going for years and years of like all the good beer names and the brewery names and basically every brewery name that was good was taken by the time i got to start one uh the <laughs> next really best option after deep fried too. beers was terrible so i had to go with this uh but also kind of like the uh product portfolio doing a lot of like higher abv beers uh really fully flavored beers and it sort of felt like uh deep fried food might be a bit of a culinary con- you know parallel there and, uh, you know, I know the Midwest has just as much of a uh, claim to fried food as the South does, but I grew up in Mississippi, so a little bit of a storytelling element there. Yeah. Nice. I didn't know that. Mississippi, yeah. that's cool. Uh, that's a generous response. <laughs> <laughs> no accent, right? You know what? How I was told from a young age if I wanted to make it out, I should not sound like I was from there. <laughs> can, does and it come so, out? Like if um, you're drinking or if you want it to come out, can you make the... Mississippi come out? <laughs> yeah, I can I, I can only make it happen so much, but yeah, there is kind of a sweet spot a few beers in where like, you know, the words start to the, the natural slurring kind of like morphs its way into that sort of like elongated way that Southerners have a way of saying words and the diction's always there. So there's the y'alls and the ain'ts and that sort of thing. Now but. how how often do you go down? Not super Personal often. question. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We got no comments. Actually, yeah, plenty of the time. Literally, whenever requested. Um, but also, um, <laughs> that's that's a young, yeah. nice young man right uh, there. <laughs> uh, no, I don't actually go down to Mississippi all that often anymore. Mostly because he only goes down to Georgia. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> the devil went down to Georgia. Yeah. Um, <laughs> no, love love a good Charlie Daniels reference. Um, but yeah, the. Uh, yeah, but all of my family has left the state at this point, actually. My parents are retired in Florida. My sister's living in St. Louis. Uh, I still have some good friends that I go down and see there. Um, and because, you know, I'm from Mississippi, all of them have kids that are basically, like, closer to being in college than I am. Uh, so that's always fun. All right, let's crack one of your beers. You have one of them in front of us. What are we about to drink? Uh, yeah, so this is the new release, uh, Pigeon City. Uh, this was a collaboration with Beer Canvas and Zero Shout out Mike. Yeah, shout out Mike. Um, Mike actually introduced uh, Scott and I for the first time uh, at Green City a few years back. Which I just found out about. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't. <laughs> you don't remember that? No, I didn't. Well, don't. You, were, you were many beers into Green City. Was it the first Green City? I don't think it was the first one. I was, the first one I was definitely plenty of beers in. The second one... And the third, I poured at, so I was probably pretty sober. You know what? Maybe it was the first one then, because you were just walking around having a good time. Then it was first. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Uh, Yeah, so this one... And Mike was volunteering, no? Or no, he wasn't. He was also just meandering around. Okay, so it wasn't the first one. It was the first one. dedicated to your jobs. I don't know. No, maybe Uh, But yeah. Uh, That said, uh, yeah, so this beer, uh, Pigeon City, um, I've been really toying with these, like, crazy, heavily hopped formulations for a while, and the first two kind of in this vein were... Trestlemania, and then more recently my anniversary beer, Lease Renewal, and I think that both of them, you know, I was trying to take it from 10 to 11, and I took it from like 10 to 13, (laughs) uh, and it was a bit much for a good portion of folks, Mm -hmm. and so I was really trying to take what I learned from producing those beers and actually have something that I I bring that level of flavor and intensity uh, in a a package that's a little bit more accessible. Um, so I basically lagered this beer to produce it. Uh, it sat in cold conditioning for uh, over three weeks oh, wow. prior to packaging. Um, I, I think it takes a really goddamn long time to <laughs> mellow out the hops. And it's I'm still sure, there, man. It's still got... When did you can this one? Uh, this was canned on not yesterday, but the Friday before. Right, so oh. probably... This beer is fucking thick. <laughs> no, seriously. like This is a thick-ass IPA. I mean, it's full of flavor. Yeah, definitely it's, trying to get a lot of texture in there. Holy shit. Um, 
trying to maximize the amount of turbidity that I can get uh, to help just bring more of that tropical flavor into the equation. Um, yeah. yeah. Now, you started uh, brewing under the deep fried brand out of Alewife. Yeah. And when that happened, I remember seeing posts around the beer nerd pages like, oh, it's like, who's muling for this? And I, I feel like the hype came real quick. Uh, and I don't know if that was just like maybe after your first beer, but people started muling for stuff, trading for stuff. Was that kind of weird to you? Like, did uh, that happen so I mean, quickly? It was, it was cool. Uh, I mean, I don't... I, definitely unexpected mm. uh and it was a it was a great thing to happen i was super excited i think that uh the beer that kind of did it was bing bong which was the third batch uh timely production of a beer with that name uh and uh, I, I think it was one of the better ipas that i've made ever still yeah um, so what, let's talk beer names you mentioned bing bong with which yes was like super is it that mean that was like the but it was the Knicks, like, also, right? Uh, with Bing Bong. Oh, it was the Nets, I'm sorry. With Bing Bong. Oh. Uh, no, you're right. It was the Knicks. Okay, um, it was the Knicks. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so it was, there was actually a uh, sort of, like, some internet commentators and a, and a rapper in the New York City community that sort of popularized it initially. And, uh, you know, that in interviews with Knicks fans, it kind of came out. Uh, they were using, it's supposed to be the sound of the uh, subway train doors opening and closing. Uh-huh. Um, and so it kind of became a bit of like a New York-based meme for sure. Now um, you have another New York-based meme. Uh, and so let's say I have a structured settlement and I need cash now. <laughs> uh, what Should I call anybody? Uh, yeah, you, you need to be calling J.G. Wentworth in that situation. <laughs> uh, yeah. 877-CASH-NOW uh, was one of those ones that was uh, in the notes app since probably about 2016. And I was just, like, hoping for years, like, don't somebody do it. Don't do it. Don't do it. Don't do it. Uh, so, like, yeah, about I think about five years later, I actually got to make that beer. I was pretty excited. I love that. Are yeah. you, you think you're going to make anything else that's, like, commercial references um, you know, I've, I've considered it, obviously, a lot of suggestions for, uh, you know, some sort of uh, cars for kids, but no, that's a little do that. bit questionable do given the oh, industry, God, you know. So uh, oh, you're going to have to play the jingle. Yeah, yeah. You're going to have to, the segue or, or yeah, the, the to up to the it. next segment is going to have to be the cars for kids <laughs> jingle. If you don't, you're uh, fucking Tom dead Simpson to me. insert jingle at the break. <laughs> it's got to be a jingle. Uh, you could do uh, Raceway Park. Uh, what's that carpet one that's been around for 50 years? Oh, because he needs you to come up with teeth. No, I'm just talking. No, no, no. All right. He can't just go with the cars for kids jingle. Yeah. Like he can't I mean, take his you original just idea. Stop there. If you want to, sure. Yeah. All right. I, I, I love we're just know this one we're attacking Dan on his own regional. podcast. <laughs> yeah, the uh, JG Wentworth actually uh, not, not a New York regional thing. They're national. Oh, They're I thought it was just I knew, around I knew, here. I saw those commercials when I was a kid growing up in Mississippi. Really? Now the one that was regional that I didn't know that people kept on being like, "Are you going to do a?" Uh, I think it's Barnes and Salino. Oh, Salino and Barnes. Salino and Barnes. Yeah. I had no idea. That is regional. And I was like, See, I don't now know we got to pay for that. Well, uh, now they broke <laughs> up. Like, that that law firm broke yeah, up. Don't like, it's Salino and... <laughs> 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 yeah, there you go. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, you moved uh, the brewing operations to Catskill, New York. Yeah. Uh, tell us about that. Like, tell us about that move, how that happened. Well, uh, th- when I started working out of Alewife, it was kind of the tail ends of COVID. Uh, those guys were unfortunately a little bit behind due to some compliance stuff with the state uh, on getting their tap room open versus projections. And so they had some extra capacity. And once we kind of got out of winter, they had their tap room open, they were starting to really crank and they, they realistically didn't have the space uh, to have you know a guest at the brewery. And 
I want to say within about a month of that happening, and I was kind of having the discussion of like, hey, man, you know, we really don't have like extra space right now for you to do this project. Uh, it came up that Crossroads was looking for a new head brewer, uh, and they're, they already did contract production for other brands, and their biggest customer uh, is, a, is a brewery that's getting started right across the river in Hudson, and three of the four founders are ex-coworkers of mine from Six Point. Okay. And so they were kind of already on my radar as an operation, and it just really fit well that you know they were comfortable with me bringing my brand there since they already did contract production. And so yeah, as long as I make their beer and I make you know my friend's beer, I get to make mine too. So it's a pretty good setup. Sounds like a good setup. Go. Yeah, nice. So what brings you out to Hatsfield, PA today? How did how did the connection between deep fried beers and imprint and beer discovery come about? Because you're a little outside the earth. Long Island, you know, or I guess it's not Long Island anymore, right? It's Catskill. Yep, yep. A little, little bit outside of my area, but uh, yeah, I, I think that I had started to just make use of the Beer Discovery app, and uh, I saw that the fest was happening, and I hit up around. I was like, hey, hey, brother, I probably got some free time like around then. Like, <laughs> hey, bro. can I get in on this? He was like, yeah, 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 get out of here. That was pretty much it. Yep. That's uh, awesome. Yep. Now, your beers are available around New York City at some of the better beer stores, Clinton Gourmet, um, you know, City Swiggers, Bread and Honey. What, like, I know that at Clinton Gourmet, they are gone pretty quick. Is it, do you want to try to expand more distro? Do you want to get hit more stores? Like, what is, or do, or do you want to be selective and be like, just a few of these things are going to get my beer? I'm kind of only now getting back to the point of thinking about how I want to handle that situation. Um, Because I want to say that it was only the last maybe beer or two when I was producing out in Queens uh, where I really had the issue of like wholesale, between wholesale pre-orders and direct consumer pre-orders, we were selling out the batches. And that was not the case when I moved up to Catskill initially. I think that people didn't really understand that I was out there. I had to communicate that, hey, like, if you want to get beer in person, like, it's all the way up here. So I, <laughs> I think I have a distinctly different uh, direct-to-consumer customer base out of Catskill now just due to location. Um, so this was the first release where that kind of happened, where I was like, okay, like, I got to kind of, like, pick and choose a little bit. And uh, I think that I've got some relationships with accounts that I really like. I, I'm fortunate in that... There's nobody that was picking up my beer that I'm nervous about having my beer in their spot, you know? Uh, I think that... Well, it wasn't going to stick around very long anyway, so. Well, I mean... <laughs> it could, though. Thankfully. I mean, if, if you put it in some place where people don't know to I get beer, so. right? Yeah. Like, there's there's plenty of spots in the city that have good beer just laying there because people don't know that they sell good beer. You know? It's like a... It's like weird. It's weird. The city's weird like that. You'll find a bodega that has good beer, and you wouldn't have known that. Like, I wouldn't know. All right, Dan. <laughs> Dan just wanted to talk about a bodega. He I wanted did, to say I did, bodega I did on the podcast. Bodega. Um, all right. Uh, before you started your brand, uh, you mentioned uh, you were at uh, Talia. Mm-hmm. But I want to talk more about another job that you had. And that's, well, let's go to the topic of pizza real quick. Oh, yeah, yeah. T- tell us about that. How did you get Is started? Is this a little that? creepy that Dan knows this much about you and literally... <laughs> We just walked up to you at the table and like, hey, you want to come on a podcast? 
I mean, yeah, me and Dan have been DMing for a little while about like being on the podcast, and uh, it's it's a pretty easy breeze through my Instagram profile to pick up all these bits. I'm not not feeling too concerned yet, Um, but we'll we'll see how we'll see how it goes. Uh, Yeah, giving like mother's maiden names and stuff, and there might be a problem. Wait till he shows up at your hotel room later on. Um, Let's talk about that. Well, uh, when I was on my way out of Tlaia, I was still a good ways away from being able to launch Deep Fried. Uh, and so I, w- I wanted to pick up other work. I was living in Greenpoint, close to the brewery, uh, and so tried to pick up jobs uh, in sort of beer-adjacent areas. I'll be honest, I was a little bit, little bit burnt out on beer for probably the first time in my career at that point, and I wanted to step away for a bit. I didn't think like jumping back in as like taking the first ship brewing gig I could get was going to be making me happy at that point. And so I kind of got, uh, I was pretty far down to the wire of taking a job actually at Say, uh, working as like a super, super entry level member of their production team. And uh, they're, for those that don't know, they're a, a really like excellent coffee spot out in Bushwick. And, uh, and then I had also reached out to Drew, who was running the slice shop in uh, Greenpoint at the time, said, hey, you know, if you're looking for anybody that can, you know, fill in, do, do whatever jobs. Uh, let me know. And then like a month after I sent that email to Drew, I just got a direct response from Polly. And he was like, we're looking for people that can work the kitchen at the original spot. Like, are you interested? And yes, like, yes was the answer to that. Um, so I had the opportunity to just fall in mostly as a byproduct of COVID, people leaving work, people changing their lives. They were they were in need of just like additional hands. And uh got to get trained by some great folks that had been making pizza for years, working at a great institution, and it was it was a great place to work. I had a super fun time. Listen, the, the fucking beer nerds are starting to file into the into imprints. <laughs> They're claiming their territory. I'm watching all these fucking just... beer nerds come in into like podcast row. <laughs> one, one last question for you. Um, you don't have your own spot. Not at all. Right? So all your stuff goes into distro. How important is a festival like this for people to kind of put your face to the brand. You know, uh, a lot of other places here, they have their own breweries. People know the brewers themselves. They know the servers. I feel like that's something that you don't get the opportunity to do outside of a festival like this. Yeah, I, I think that I haven't had as much opportunity as I would have liked to just put myself with the brand out in public. Uh, in the early days, I was having to, I mean, I was connecting with buyers and bars around the city. Uh, but I was having to pound the pavement just constantly. And, uh, you know, as of recently, I've also got a full-time job. So when I can get out here on a weekend, do a festival, that's a great opportunity to meet people. I, I think that's my favorite part about anybody who opens a brewery is that everybody thinks that it's this lucrative profession that you're making all kind of money hand over fist. When in the reality, it's, hey, I have another job that supports this <laughs> that supports maybe lottery ticket if it hits the right way. Like, not, not all breweries can buy golf courses. Correct. <laughs> oh, yeah. Poly G's previously and now Crossroads are heavy, heavy funders of Deep Fried Brew. <laughs> um, yeah. All right. Well, thank you so much for joining. As you can probably hear in the background, there's more and more chatter. People are starting to file in. So I'll let you serve your beers. And we'll be back with more right after this. Too hot, lady. Gotta run for shelter. Gotta run for shade. And welcome back, Season 3, Episode 9 of America the Brutiful. We are recording today from Imprint for the Too Hot for Graham Fest. Too, too Hot for Graham 2. 
too hot for Graham. Too, too, too hot for Graham, whatever. Uh, I want to bring in uh, two special guests here. Uh, Jarris from Other Half, what up? Hi. <laughs> and Jose, Yankee runner. You guys know him. Hello. All right. Steve's here too. Steve will will uh, slide in in a second. But you're go talk, man. Yeah, I'll say jump. hello. I don't know if this is on. Oh, that one is. Not I'll on. jump off after. Yeah, after okay, yeah. <laughs> I think Jose's mic is only panned on one side. I hear everybody. No, no, it's all good. I hear. Him. All right, um, let's start here. I I, I grabbed the beer from. Uh, I stole it from you guys. So this is other half. This is National Broccoli Day. Tell us about this beer. It's, uh, National Broccoli Day, so basically the broccoli recipe, which is uh, Simcoe and Mosaic. Uh, and then we added uh, Rewaka, HBC 1019, which is that special hop, and uh, Citra and Cognito, I believe, so pretty tasty. We always wanted to uh, celebrate on uh, uh, Broccoli Day, and uh, we finally had the chance to do it. So is Broccoli Day, like, is this one of the national, national days? Yeah. That, like, <laughs> randomly, like, you just wake up, and it's like, oh, it's... National Beer Day, or it's for the 50th time this year. National Margarita Day, yeah, yeah. my favorite so this, day. So this actually, the day you released it, or day yeah, before, yeah. was, was actually, on, on Wednesday. Yeah. I didn't know if the other half like created their own day. I mean, no, technically, we, we could do that. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I think we, I love we, it. I we have I the capacity the to do that right now, but yeah, I get it. Yeah. I, I, is there a National Cabbage Day? Like, are these Probably. Things, are these things on like a weird calendar of national days? Is that like... I would love that if you just fucking took all of your beers and did that. Uh, I don't know. I mean, it's, it's all the much, years, all the years that other halves been coming out with beer names, and you would think that they would get like, you know, just like okay, another beer name. Like, what do we want to do this week, guys? But like this one was just it just made me laugh because we all joke around about these crazy national like oh, we're gonna eat fries today because it's <laughs> National Friday. Yeah. Or, National Burrito There is day. a National Friday. Of course there is. There's probably three of them. I like that. I like that day, too. <laughs> Margaritas and fries. I don't think that one's Let's try it. Let me see. All right. So, let, first of all, this beer is, is delicious. Hello? Oh, there you are. Very good. All right. Um, yeah. All right. Talk. Hey. How you doing? Okay. You are super yeah, loud, sir. <laughs> try it again. It's my life, isn't it? Always loud. <laughs> Much better, much better. So Steve was walking around with his Mandalorian mask on before. I saw that. And literally trying to carry a conversation with me. And I go, dude, just take the mask off. <laughs> that's what he sounded like. But I'm a Mando no more. I know, that's what it sounded like. Well, I guess, yeah, you're not allowed to. You'd have to go bathe in the, the, the waters of uh, Mandalore. This for me? Yeah. That's yes. for you, yes. Well, i got to get uh, Steve on, too. All right, uh, I want to uh, shift real quick to Jose. You are taking pictures of the event. You are like the uh, event photographer here. Yeah, I snuck away for a little bit. <laughs> is uh, How's that? How's that going? Like, what what are your obligations here? What are the best pictures you've taken so far? Um, so, Ryan reached out to me and asked me if I could do a few pictures uh, for the day. I asked him... Which you know, Ryan? There's like two Ryans. Ryan from Beer uh, Discovery. Okay. So, um, yeah, I asked him for a shot list. He said, whatever you want. So, I started taking shots. So far, yours is the best shot, Dan. I mean, I gotta say, yeah. All right, well, I'm not not that. Keep going. (laughs) Stop. Jerry's looking at the levels here. We're a little high, I guess. The levels, not high. Otherwise, Um, it's early. It's early. So, Jerry's, tell us about this. You're like, I think it's safe to say, the biggest brewery here at this event. 
He's uh, the biggest influencer here at this event. <laughs> he is. <laughs> and that's coming from you, the cat. Oh my god, Jerry. Look, I'm sandwiched between these two. There. Jerry's Jerry's <laughs> doesn't even tell have to tell somebody that he's coming to an event. He maybe just shows up. Like I literally and I think it was the same thing last year. He loves this part of it where he just kind of is there. And then everybody's like, oh, there it is. I like, mean, people like so me have got to be like, hey, I'm going to be Who's got there. more attention, you or your dog? Oh, it's right. got to be. The dog now. <laughs> How old is the dog? Seven months. Oh, fucking cute. But, uh, it's uh, beautiful. I mean, Will invited me to this. Where's Will? And <laughs> Will. <laughs> That's Will's a good fear flight. name, by the way. <laughs> he's, he's very good. Where's Will? <laughs> Where's Will, though? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I thought he, he was supposed to Trademark, trademark, trademark. His flight got canceled last night. Oh, and then he was at the airport this morning, and I think everyone that knows him was like, "Yo, just stay, stay the fuck away, like just stay home." <laughs> he has his grand opening; it's like this week, yeah, wow. coming up. I'm like, bro, stay home, man. Like, his beer's at the Philadelphia airport. Yeah, it's ridiculous. <laughs> oh my god, it's pretty he put dumb. it on. He put his beer on standby, and he didn't get on the flight. Oh my god, <laughs> that's so dumb. That's Will. No, that's so Will. I love that's that. Another, damn it, I want to really want to try that beer. It well, should be good. Come back tomorrow. <laughs> or go to the airport. <laughs> oh, just, go pick it up. Go pick it. it up. Just claim it. Somebody's going to do that. Somebody's stealing that beer. Yeah. I mean, I think... Uh, they another gave, podcast. That's another podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Different one, yeah. That's a, I feel like that's a Hayes Boy uh, uh, Instagram post. It's like the beer being stolen from the airplane. <laughs> I mean... It's going to be going around that, uh, you know, the turnstile. Turn yeah. So many times. Like conveyor belt. Like Somebody's going to. That's definitely a meme. There's yeah. something going around, and it's. It, it has like a whole bunch of Dreamstay stickers on it. I can't, yeah. can't wait. Somebody's got to. You, you do the. You do Where's the one. Rob? I just saw Rob. You do the one with the uh, the little kid that's going around like the the little uh, merry-go-round, and it's like holding on. You just do a bunch of Dreamstay around. Listen, leave the memes to Rob. <laughs> I'm helping. He has the meme king. Uh, all right, Jose. I want to. Uh, I want to go to you now. You, well, actually, I, I, I need to have. I guess both you and Steve here talk about uh, alternate ending. I. We, you guys gave me some news on Thursday when uh, you know we we did uh, a little beer share there. Uh, the the restaurant that's opening right next door that that's part of it. So uh, tell us about that. So Steve, you might know a little bit more about this. Yeah, I know so, it's a. Uh, so Scott, the owner pick of... Pick a mic, um, Steve. <laughs> yeah, pick a mic, any mic. Sorry. So Scott, the owner of uh, AE, he um, partnered with the uh, the guys from Heirloom Kitchen in New Jersey, and they're opening up a... a um, excuse me, I'm just trying to get my thoughts together because Scott gave me some pointers for this. But uh, it's a Hiberian uh, Portuguese restaurant. It's run by uh, Dave. He's one of the guys who owns um, Heirloom Kitchen. He's a... He's a top chef uh, contestant, so um, yeah, it's uh, we did a bumba lager. It's a Hiberian lager made with um, paella rice and saffron. It came out really good. So there's a new restaurant opening up next to the brewery. Yes, yeah, sir. And it has nothing to do with alternate ending. Nothing to do with alternate. It ending. just means that you did a collab with them. Yeah, but okay, uh, let's cut to the chase. Yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> Scott is Scott is a partner in that restaurant. Okay, gotcha. so there yeah. is a connection. There is a connection, but it has nothing to do with the pizza and the awesomeness that no, happens no. inside of alternate ending. No, it does not. Okay. Still sorry, I'm, I'm just really bad at, t- at talking on this. Uh, <laughs> doing my best. You're doing fine. You're doing fine. All right, uh, I want to go back to Jarrah's here because, you know, not every day do we have maybe the top, you know, craft brewery in the country join us. Uh, tell us about what's coming up at Other Half 
Uh, what can you tell us about what's coming up at other half? Hmm. This is a this is a thinker ponder. Uh, we have the the Keystone Invitational in, in our Philly location. It's a April eighth. So sixteen uh, Pennsylvania breweries uh, should be fun. Sixteen plus Pennsylvania breweries. Um, we have we're we're working on Green City still. Um, do we have a date? Oh yeah, we do. Yeah, it's supposed it's scheduled for June twenty fourth. The the one thing is we're looking uh, we're looking to scale it back a little just because we we're planning on doing a huge event. And it's gonna take up a lot of a uh, lot of our capacity. Okay. So we're like, we're getting there. It's like it's little by little, but you so know. It's a different date than I originally thought, right? Yeah, it was it was scheduled for. Um, it's Day o- weekend. it's always scheduled for Father's Day weekend. We pushed it back a week. Thank you. Um, yeah, you're welcome. Father, all the fathers out there love you. <laughs> yes, thank you. It's, I, it means I, I can get out of it. I, can I don't understand. Like, not have to. If I was a father. And the event is scheduled for Father's Day weekend. That'll be your gift. That'll be my gift. I'll be like, hey, babe, I'm gonna go to. uh, Do you know what we have to do on Father's Day? Work. Apparently. Apparently. Cook. Yeah, cook. But I'm. That's so dumb. Wait, you have to to cook on Father's Day? You should be treated like uh, you know. No, no, no. It's the opposite. So mothers get all the. It's us us people that don't have kids that don't understand. That's true. I don't. I don't understand. We don't. We don't. I told Jerris. Jerris told me the date, and I'm like, dude. That's Father's Day. <laughs> and I, know, I I'm sorry. That's what it is. <laughs> <laughs> but I was gonna, I'm going to be in Hershey, Pennsylvania at a baseball tournament for the whole entire weekend. Because they have no problem scheduling baseball tournaments on Father's Day. But they'll never... That's what fathers want to do. They'll never do that shit on Mother's Day. Ever. Oh, no. No. Because yeah, mothers no should be like, nope, sorry, your kid's not going. Yeah. <laughs> Father's Day is just like a congrats... That's it. <laughs> no, but <laughs> no I just the best news I've heard you, all day. Are you getting cards? You guys get cards? I get I a card. A card. Okay, I, my daughter right. makes me a card. My wife gets me a card. And not only that, but like Father's Day, my wife's always like, what do you want to do? I'm like, I want to go to a brewery or I want to go to a beer fest. Like, And my wife's like, okay, cool. Like, It's your, it's your weekend. Like, Do what you want. So it's usually I mean, that you have to get so out of your like You guys are, should move. Yeah, <laughs> you guys are on opposites. Yeah. Like, right now. <laughs> My wife Scott comes over to here the beer like fest with me. <laughs> it's true. It's true. Let's not go there. <laughs> Whatever day it is, I'll be there. It should be fun, though. Um, and then, you know, obviously, we uh, we have uh, Oyster Wars is generally around the same weekend as Snallagaster. That's in D.C. That's in D.C. Uh, yeah. I mean, we're... Is it is it hard for you? You're like, you're like the everywhere? face of other half. And other half is everywhere. Like... No. You have to be like an encyclopedia of yourself, you know? No, no, it's, it's not that it's not that hard. It's sometimes it's socially draining when people expect more from you like especially at festivals like guess, like come to a podcast. No, 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 this is <laughs> this is actually the fun part cuz I'm sitting down and like, you know, relaxing. Relaxing, yeah, I'm relaxing, yeah. but I I think that, you know, some people don't understand the the work that goes into like working a festival. Or even like being on both sides, like actually running a festival or working the festival as like uh, you know as an ambassador or as like or marketing whatever for the company. I have a question actually for you. Do you and this is a serious question? Like, do you find it like you have to be like you know you're not working right like when you leave here, but like do you feel like you're always on and you always have to like uh, yeah. you know you see somebody and like someone comes up to you and be like hey oh, what's going on and you're like. 
never turns it off. He's Jared. Yeah, I mean, dude, what's up, so man? That's no, what I always say when I don't know who somebody is. No, no, they I, come up to me. That, what's up, man? Yeah, <laughs> I, I get that part too, because that it's it's hard. You there's weekends that you just want to be off. No, I I mean off. yes, never off. I do want to be off, but out of respect to the company and oh, to myself as a brand myself. Like I consider myself a brand as well. I listen. I like I you don't turn off. Yeah. Like I've been management. I've been in management for ten years now. Like my phone has always been on. Yeah. And I think one time, what was it, the phone gate thing? Like I even had to carry oh, yeah. around. <laughs> I had your to carry around. Lost in an Uber. I had to carry around an iPad. Yeah. This was like. <laughs> This was years ago that's when like, like my mother when she yeah. takes so pictures like, with so an iPad. You know, the messages, you know, <laughs> yeah. that's, I never, that's and then but people people would call me at the job if they needed something yeah. urgently, but I had to carry around an iPad because I'm like, okay, like I'm working technically. And all this the time. is like, you know, coming like I I love beer and I love the craft beer industry and I like you're such a big part of it. You know, do you and like all seriously, do do you go out like with, with your girl and like and just at a local place, and someone comes up to you and be like, "Yo, yeah, you know, does it? I, you know, all the time. Well, it's awesome. Yeah, I mean, especially it's, not, it's probably not always awesome if he's no, trying to have no, a fight dinner. Not, no, course, I mean, for dinner, like when we go to restaurants, there's like, I, no, I don't want to say. It. So when I go to restaurants, <laughs> I don't go to restaurants that are necessarily beer forward restaurants. Yeah. In New York City, so like I'm. Stay away I'm, from those. You know I, <laughs> I go to like spirit forward, like cocktail bars, like and f- like fancy restaurants. If I'll I'm take a few of those names for my wife and me to go to. If I'm taking uh, Victoria out, but the the problem is, like, if there's not a problem. Like if I go to a bar that is like beer fo- focused anywhere in the world, and someone recognizes me, I'm gonna talk to them because yeah, of course, like, it's part I'm of the there. Brand. I'm there, yeah, like absolutely. you know, to have a good time. But I. I do go to a lot of places and I do get stopped by people, but in a good way. No, of course. It's and then like, like I'm looking at Scott right now, and we both have like huge Instagram accounts. Yeah. And and I find it weird. Like we both like you. We'll post something. We'll get like 200 likes, right? Yeah. That's that's not a lot in our world. No, it's not a lot. But but the 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 turnaround is that. Over a thousand people would tell you like, "Oh, I saw your post. It was great." I'm like, bro, like, it's that, it like doesn't it matter. No, it, it doesn't <laughs> no, matter. No, you know what? It doesn't matter to us, but like to us, it's like we can't even go by based off of like our Instagram because, like, yeah, we could have twenty-two thousand followers, yeah. but that doesn't necessarily mean that that's the only that's the only people that see our product. Yeah. You know, like, so I'm I'm just right now I'm at a point where I'm like. If someone wants to talk to me, they could come sit at the table. I love it. I think, but they got to be respectful. Yeah, that's that's the one thing. And always, you always got to be respectful. Well, I think uh, one thing is that you're one of the more personable people in beer, and you know, I always admired that. Like, especially earlier days of like other half, you got the huge lines, and everybody's just so nice. Like, I, I thought you don't have to be right. Like, people don't care. Like, they're there for the product. But, you know, you've always been a cool dude, and you're still doing that, even though I think sometimes it might be taxing at an event like this. People constantly want to talk to you and grab you and bring you, like, hey, meet this person, do that kind of thing. So, yeah, I think I think when, uh, when you're at a certain level, you turn on this ownership mentality. So, like, right now, like, I think we all have it, and we're... 
like if you're a management especially you get this ownership mentality and like like life goes easier for you because you're like you care so much for the company that you're like okay like like Jarris is other half yeah right so and, and he's been that way since he's taken the job he's more recognizable than some of the owners are I think definitely and, yeah and that's by design I mean a lot of the owners are you know Andrew Matt and Sam they pick and choose when they're in, in the face of the public and that's why they want somebody like Jarris that they know can represent the brand that is always going to be the brand doesn't turn it off and but it's I also mean, about the trust too like yeah, they, they trust me to be there so. he's, he's that's all recognizable right now than most of the owners of other half and I think I mean not Sam Sam is like well, a yeah. fucking god Sam, Sam in, comes out of in front of all these like, nerds these sorry these <laughs> beer aficionados you can call them nerds no it's no I'm, not, a, I'm a fucking do. I'm Sam's a nerd a, Sam's a beer nerd I think but I'm a nerd in a different capacity like uh, like you know like I, I nerd out about other things that no one knows about Mezcal <laughs> oh I, I'm a no, I'm a freak about <laughs> Well, the 30 Rock location's got a bunch of good tequila, if anybody's into that. Mezcal, good. It's good to know. Both, both. Yeah, They're yeah. different. They're okay, different. okay, okay. All right. <laughs> don't, uh, don't get me started on that. We, uh, we have some news that we're going to break, and I don't know if you want to do it or Jose wants to do it. It's up to you guys. You're looking at each other. One of you pick. I'm not looking care. at him. I'm looking I'm at you. Looking, oh, you're looking at me. All right. So, Jose, do no, it. No, so, um, yeah, uh, every year. Sorry. Thank you, Scott. Every year, as everybody knows by now, uh, we have the event, uh, Melissa's Wings, uh, where we raise money for cancer. Um, this year, it will be at Other Half. Um, so I'm extremely excited. Can we get the main room? Yeah, we, we're, we'll, we're still in discussions where it's going to be. <laughs> oh, maybe Domino? So we do oh, know yeah. that it's going to be at Other Half. Um, it's going to be a little tighter, so not a lot of people are going to be able to make it, but we do plan on raising a lot of money this year. Um, and it's all thanks, you know, I've known Jarrett before, he worked at Other Half, and he's always had that, you know, giving back mentality, and he always has that on switch, and, and he's always trying to give back and helping others out, and I'm very grateful for everything he's done for Melissa's Wings, because he provided Other Half for the second year, and he's also helped raise so much money uh, with the bottles he's provided and helping helping me kind of putting it on his page. You better releasing. not start crying. I swear to God. <laughs> I, I'm doing well. He's what? Good at this. He's good at this I don't talk. know. I the last one he said he didn't cry, but he cried. A little bit. Not He's as much. Crying. He's getting better. <laughs> So, uh, so yeah, so let it out. Let's <laughs> raise a lot of money this year. You guys just want me to cry. That's the problem. Nah, raise that money. I mean, you're known for it. So. <laughs> I'll do better this year. So, um, but yeah, I'm, I'm I'm very excited about other half, and I'm very grateful for everything that Jerry's has done. I don't think you can have Jose on a podcast without talking about the amount of charitable work that he does. I think anybody that knows Jose or has met Jose or has been a problem with him would not disagree when they say that he's. Easily the nicest guy that I've ever met in this industry. Sorry, Jairus. <laughs> <laughs> no, I... Close uh, second, close second. No, I mean, I, I yeah, see... Second. <laughs> like, yes, like, we are... I mean, the reason why I, I love Melissa's Wings is because of what it stands for, you know, like, especially with the cancer thing. Like, we both lost our moms to cancer. Uh, you know, long story. Uh, but... I also want to thank the other half as a brand for allowing us the, the space to do this stuff. Like if, like, if we go back to like me being 
like me being who I am, a lot of it comes from the company. Like they, they give me this, uh, this free range to do a lot of stuff. And I believe it's because they, they have trust in me and like, and what I would bring to the company. I'm not gonna fail them and that's in that capacity. Like I just, we just did like a, um, a bodega pop-up in our ology for Tampa Beer Week. And a lot of people, like not a lot of people, there was like two or three people that were upset, but the event was being held by two Latinos, which like- What were they upset about? Were, I, they were upset because they felt like we were culture appropriating the whole- the A whole, bodega? A bodega. So yeah, it was, it was fine. Like, you know, like I- like no no disrespect to them no disrespect to them like you know i get it if fuck that's how you, they fuck you no wait wait scott scott chill chill that wasn't me that was like yeah, just that chill. Was <laughs> i just want to state that the the reason the reason why i just want people to understand like like other half analogy did give us this platform like and i was grateful for them to allow us to use that platform to to do this event which was a great event yeah like little things like that, you know, it's, I get it. You know, a lot of people would see it. A lot of people would see it as uh, culture appropriating. I see it as like, you know, like, like getting a platform from someone that has the capacity to use it. You know, like, and yeah, whatever. Yeah, I mean, but yeah, we we, it, we, it, we, ra- we rarely go here, but as uh, we have a few, you know, my mother's Peruvian. You know, I was just gonna say, I don't think there's enough Latinos in this industry, and to hear other half helping to yeah. promote that, that is. I am shocked by that. I response. love them even and more. Anybody would have that response. But, you I know, stand by my comment. <laughs> Hush. <laughs> so thank you again, other half. Yeah. All right. So that event, listen, I think it's one of the best events every year. So it's a lot of fun. Yeah. You know, it comes with some tears. It comes with a lot of beers, and it comes with a lot of money. So we uh, did uh, thirty-two thousand last year. So that was I, the most, right? Yeah. So this year, I, I I'm very confident yeah. we're going to hit fifty. Fifty. 50. You want to hit fifty? Yeah, thirty-two to fifty. Yeah. Well, yeah. Fifty. So listen, yeah, let's, um, let's balls to the wall. Let's do it. Let's get that. Let's get that money. Here's an idea back. for you. Now, damn with this oh, idea. Boy. Here we Have go. An idea. Every year, you've been doing more and more. Yes. 50 is a very lofty goal. I hope you reach 40, I think, is a more attainable goal. Why not make some kind of craft beer in a 40? <laughs> no. Jarris loves this idea. I can tell on his face. <laughs> Listen, O-E. I'm, I'm, I'm running a marathon, which I don't know how I'm going to do that. So that's part of this year's uh, Melissa's Wings okay. event. Um, that's about as much as I'm going to do. Okay. Jose, okay. Jose 40 hands? <laughs> I mean, we raised, we raised money for the... For when Amber did the yeah. marathon too, yeah. right? So I mean, that was for the ASPCA. Jose is literally. You're you're gonna raise fifty grand for your charity this year, and gonna run a marathon. I mean, you've already taken it up a notch. Uh, yeah. Even if you just raise thirty thousand dollars or twenty thousand dollars and run the marathon, I mean, I'll know, and I can speak on it, experiencing what Amber went through. In that year of training for it, dude, you, you know you, you know what you got it for. Uh, yeah, for you. I'm not looking forward to it. <laughs> so you got to cut back on beer. Is that what you're saying? Like, a no, lot. You just got to run. Yeah. Run, Jose, run. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds right. like a good beer name. Yes. I, right. I got to get going. Yeah. Uh, I got a long way home. 
I get it. We're going to take a break. We're going to be back with more shenanigans here. I, I won't be here. Sorry, guys. Well, no, we get that. Thank you. Thank you for joining, as always. Thank you very Thank much, you guys. Man. All right. Thank we'll you. be back in a bit Cheers. after this. Too hot lady. Gotta run for shelter. Gotta run for shade. It's too hot. Thank you very much for sticking with us, guys, on Season 3, Episode 9 of America, The Brutiful. We want to thank Imprint for hosting us and Beer Discovery for uh, their Too Hot for the Gram event. It was a great time. We had a great time. And thank you for being such gracious guests. Yeah, for those of you who weren't able to go this year because it sold out pretty quick, again, this is one of those events where, A, sure, great it's a fun beer event, lots of breweries, get to try a lot of breweries maybe you haven't ever had, but also all that stuff goes to charity, you know? And uh, let's give, we'll do a little plug for Imprint 2 on Saturday, May 20th. They have their Haze It Forward event. Uh, they've put some of that info out. They're expecting to have, for that one, over 70 breweries, uh, but the wow. big part about that, again, May 20th, uh, you can go on Imprint's Instagram unless it gets taken down again by, inst- you know, whatever. <laughs> Hopefully it doesn't. Um, all the proceeds for this one are going to the Children's Hospital of uh, Pennsylvania, CHOP, yep. uh, which is one of the best children's hospitals in the country. So That's great. Uh, I, you know, just want to, again, shout them out for all they do for charity um, and the beer community. Of course. And until next time, America, drink up and stay beautiful. At 17, we fell in love. High school sweethearts. Love was so brand new. We took the vows of man and wife forever for life. Time we pray Can't imagine that this love is through Feeling the pain, girl When you lose Oh, it's too hot Too hot, too hot, lady Gotta run for shelter Gotta run for shade It's too hot Too hot, too hot, lady Gotta cool this anger What a mess we made so long ago, you were my love, oh my love. High and high, we never took the time to stop and feel the need. Funny how those years go by, changing you. Remember love's fever in our hearts, girl, and in our minds. And imagine that this love is through feeling the pain, girl, when you lose. Oh, it's too hot, too hot, too hot, lady. Gotta run for shelter, gotta run for shade. It's too hot, too hot, too hot, lady. Anger. What a mess we made